0: Welcome to the Wild and Free podcast, episode 73. I'm Ainsley Arment, and this week we're talking with Leslie Martino about overcoming the fears of homeschooling.
1: You have to also say to yourself, I think other school scenarios too is a leap of faith in a lot of ways too. I think we feel less responsible because we're not the ones directly you know, in, in control or responsible for the child's education. We've left that to the school or the teachers, but In a lot of sense, in a lot of ways,
0: that's a leap of faith as well. Plus, we wanted to let you know how you can get a free content bundle from Wild and Free. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the front porch. Let's get started. I wanna let you in on a little secret. There are no homeschooling experts. Don't get me wrong. There are people who possess a particular combination of knowledge, experience, discernment, and clarity to guide others on this journey, but they can never replace you. You are the expert on your own children. Whenever we feel insecure about our homeschooling abilities, we often reach out for the validation of a curriculum, a convention, or a consultant. And while all of these things can be valuable at different points in our journey, Nothing beats a mother's intuition and her own ability to love, nurture, and create an environment of learning for her own children. In his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell wrote the concept of spending 10,000 hours on any one thing in order to become an expert in that field. Hockey players, psychologists, artists, and criminal investigators must all reach this threshold to achieve a level of expertise. Well, if you spend five hours a day with your child before they turn five, you will in effect have spent 10,000 hours on becoming an expert on your child, just in time for their formal schooling to begin. The beautiful part about homeschooling is that it qualifies us for the task as we go. In other words, homeschooling teaches us to become teachers of our own children. It's a gentle instructor in that it allows us to start with their young minds, when they don't yet need to study calculus or geometry. We can wade into the pool with simple subjects by the very nature of our children's ages. We grow as they do. Susan Weisbauer writes, you start with your grammar and your math, and then that's all you do until you figure that out. Then you add another subject, and then you add another subject. In other words, figure out what you and your children enjoy doing and how you enjoy doing it study the core subjects, and if you add anything, only do so when you have established your daily rhythm. That goes for co-ops and learning communities too. Take time to figure out your own preferences. Most of us don't even know yet how our children learn, let alone how we will learn together. My friend and fellow homeschooling mother of teenagers, Bethany Douglas said, I have learned over the years to glean and appreciate the varied terrain in homeschool communities using it more as a wealth of resources, opposed to a litmus as to whether I am headed in the right direction. Your approach to homeschooling will reflect the strengths, skills, and passions that you have as a mother, and that's okay. Just as there are magnet schools, agricultural tracks, and vocational programs within the public education system, the learning environment you create will reflect your unique gifts as an individual. You may have much to learn, but you also have much to teach your children. Bethany went on to say, I've realized in recent years that the real gift of homeschooling is time. Of course, academics are an important, vital aspect of homeschooling, but the foundational gift of this journey is knowing your children and being known by them. I agree. So rest, dear mama, in the grace of homeschooling. What you are reclaiming for your children is worth more than any test could ever tell you. We're going to hear from Leslie Martino about the fears of homeschooling in just a moment. But first, I wanted to tell you about how you can get an entire content bundle for free right now. Each month, we curate a themed collection of tutorials, articles, podcasts, videos, and handcrafts content bundles are the heart and soul of this community. You'll find thoughtful guidance from mamas of toddlers to teens, creative learning inspiration, nature journaling lessons, practical tips, a treasure trove of tutorials, and so much more. These monthly resources are designed to fuel your mama heart for this all-important homeschooling journey, whether your children are six or 16. Right now, you can get a free content bundle on the Wild & Free website to see what's included. Learn from veteran homeschoolers who have raised entire households full of children. Follow tutorials from creative mamas who explain their favorite projects and handcrafts, nature journaling, art, and science. And enjoy articles by mamas, just like you, who share what's working and not working for them. To access this incredible resource, sign up for a free membership at bewildandfree.org. Leslie Martino is a wife and homeschooling mom to four children, including twin boys who keep her on her toes. She and her husband are originally from New York City, but now live in Central Florida. Over the past 20 years, Leslie has taught in both elementary and college education, as well as in the dance and fitness industry. She's especially passionate about children and how they see and experience the world around them. Leslie maintains a blog at lesliemartino.com geared toward sharing her passion and experiences in the areas of education, homeschool, health and wellness, motherhood, and natural living. She recently sat down with Jennifer Pepito to talk about overcoming the fears of homeschooling. Let's listen in.
2: I loved your talk at the Wild and Free Simulcast about overcoming fear. It was so insightful and I, I just feel like it's something that all of us as mothers deal with. I mean, it's funny because I think many of us think, oh, I'm not, I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> and then we're like, I'm afraid I'm failing my kids. I'm afraid I'm not doing enough, yes. you know, and so it might not be that we're scared of spiders or we're scared of the dark, <laughs> right. but as moms, there are things that we are afraid of. And so I thought it'd be Definitely. wonderful to chat with you about that today.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, that fear just creeps in um, and it usually it starts in our, th- our, our thoughts, you know, and around homeschooling, it's like, uh, these fears that we are ruining our children and all of the related thoughts associated to that—that that they're big.
2: Yeah. So, what do you think are some of the top fears that moms deal with?
1: I think that there's this fear that they're not qualified, uh, that they're not capable of doing a good job at this, um, whether it's motherhood or homeschooling, or just that they're this this, this fear that they're ruining their children. Um, and then I think that they're afraid of. It sounds weird, but I think they're afraid of themselves, like afraid of what they offer and what they can bring and whether or not that will be enough. Um, I think another fear that comes up often is the fear that it's going to be, especially when you're talking about homeschooling, the fear that it's going to be really hard and the kids are going to hate it and no one's going to be joyful, you know, like you're going to – it's just going to be impossible. I mean, there's so many people who I talk to who find out that we're homeschooling and they are just, they, they're like, Oh, that's, that's wonderful. I, I could never do that, you know? And most of the time that's because of some fears that they believe about what the experience will be like. Um, And so I think that's another one. Uh, I think also another fear is managing it all, you know, especially homeschooling your children, you know, to do that on top of mothering and on top of running a household and getting dinner on the table and doing laundry, like that's a a long list of things. And there's a fear that there'll be a breakdown somewhere, you know.
2: And I think it's even worse this year because Mm. we've also, you know, we're we're trying to look on the bright side of things but we've also had to deal with i'm afraid i can't work at home and homeschool my children i'm afraid yeah. that if i get together with my homeschool co-op they're going to get sick you know there's so many oh, oh, yeah. extra things that we've had to deal with in this you know exactly. in this season that we're in that bring fear into the equation and make it harder to be present. I think that the, you know, for me, one one of the biggest passions of my life in helping moms overcome fear is not because fear in itself is so awful, but because fear steals joy from us. You know, when we're sitting here thinking that I can't do it and I'm inadequate, what we're really not doing then is doing a puzzle with our kids or drawing with our kids or baking with our kids because we're you know, trying to jump through hoops to prove that we can do it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said, well, you know, not no joy. Um, It's just fear steals joy. It really does. And when you approach a situation, you know, not having, you know, being feeling uncertain about things, not having clarity about things, especially moms who were pushed into this, like thrust into it because of, you you know, COVID and and things happening around schooling around the country um, and in other countries, I mean, everywhere, (laughs) but uh, it really, it really does add another layer of that. But I think that if we stay with that fear or if we don't figure out ways to look beyond the fear or figure out what we need to combat fear, then we're going to stay in a place where we're not experiencing joy. And for me, that's really just not okay. You know,
2: Yeah, I love that. You know, I think that that is, in some ways, we have to look at it like this. It's not just about fear. We have to look at what am I losing because of this? Exactly. What am I giving up? What am I sacrificing? Because you know, I think even even for someone like me who can get down rabbit trails of reading bad news, you know, (laughs) you know, what am I sacrificing with the time that I'm spending essentially feeding fear? Right. What am I sacrificing? What could I be doing instead mm-hmm. of this? Exactly. So, what are some of the things that you that have really helped you overcome fear?
1: Well, you know, I um, I really look at it as I think of this one particular word and its vision, and I think about having a vision because a vision gives you clarity, and if you have that inc- a clarity about something, you're not, you know, that's like the Uh, opposite to me of feeling foggy about something or being uncertain about something. So if you can have a vision for something, um, then that will help with clarity and reduce fear. And so I like to look at it, you know, in different pieces of What my vision is for, like what I'm building for the future, what I'm looking toward, what I'm how I want things to be, Um, being really intentional about that thinking and then, you know, about my actions, because sometimes we want things to be a certain way, but we just wish it to be true without taking intentional actions to get there. And I think that it's really important to be intentional and to say, okay, well, um, if I've got a fear of being able to manage it all, then let me have a vision for how I want to be spending time with my children. And what does that really look like? You know, what does it sound like? What does it feel like? This is what I'm trying to create. Well, what are all the things that are preventing me from doing that? Maybe I have too much on my plate. Maybe um, I'm, I'm doing too many things. You know, you can't say, I really, we really value spending time this way or being outdoors and then you never plan time to go outdoors you know what I mean Um, like I think that we have to what we value is always going to be seen through how we spend our time so if we have a vision for how we want to spend our time then you can then go and say well let me how do I make that evident you know how do I work towards that in life that's for me good yeah that's how you come up
2: here One of the things that I read as a very young homeschool mom, it was, I think it was a book by Raymond Moore and it was almost like a collection of homeschool families and their stories. Mm -hmm. And this one mom wrote about how, you know, in the morning they got up and they went for a walk and they cut up fresh apples and ate them and they observed nature. And they just kind of laid out this beautiful day that inspired me so greatly. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, you know, going back to vision, really knowing what we were about. I never set out to have kids who could measure up to the state standards. I never really cared that much. And I, and I, there have been times where I worried about not doing enough, but it's never been my goal to measure up to the public schools. And so Mm -hmm. that fear right there, because my vision was to be more creative or have a more holistic experience for my children, it was easy to not be afraid of not doing enough or not be afraid of you know, measuring up because it wasn't my goal. It wasn't my vision. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's just so important that you know, you know, what is, what is it that you want your children to experience? What do you want them to look back on? What do you want them to love? You know, I think that that really can sustain us when we're feeling afraid.
1: Exactly. And, and because you had clarity about that, you were not spending time, like you said, being fearful of of that very thing because you, you knew what you were going for, you know? And I think that's so important. And it's that, that clarity that we can have. And that doesn't mean that we're going to do things per- perfect, but I think that walking and working towards something is very different than being perfect. Um, I think it's walking with intention and walking with a vision, walking in the right direction, you know? And I think that's so important. Um,
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good, too. And I think, too, recognizing that it's not going to be perfect is so freeing, you know, because especially for moms, you know, where maybe the kids went to school all day and you worked at a job. And so everything was sort of in neat compartments. You know, you could leave the house in the morning and you come home at the end of the day and it would still be clean. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your life was maybe a little bit more it felt more in control. And homeschooling can can feel very out of control in a lot of ways because you are with your kids all day. You're making messes all day. Children are messy in themselves. (laughs) I mean, you cannot predict how one child will act from day to day or or even like, you know, I might have felt like I had everything figured out with my oldest child. And then the next one had a totally different personality. And each phase of life will throw you curves. You know, I mean, Mm. you might think you have it all figured out with the toddlers and then hit the preschool age and, and feel like you've lost your footing. So I think that sort of accepting Mm -hmm. that life with children is a little bit unpredictable and messy is such a way to, to combat that fear because we really can't be in complete control as parents. It's just not possible.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. And that's why I just love that question. You know, when you think of all the question words, who, what, when, where, how, how is so important to me, because how I want things to be, you know, I don't might not be able to spell out all the specifics. But if I know the how, um, then it, it just it helps me to keep moving forward, to not get stuck and not get depressed or not, you know, or to recognize when something isn't working, you know, when I need to make changes. But yeah, just like you said, with, with that awareness that life is messy and it's a little disorganized. <laughs> it does not Right, because
2: there is a really interesting, almost like a dichotomy, Leslie, because on the one hand, we have to have a vision something we're working towards. But in the day to day, we have to recognize that there has to be some flexibility. Yeah. And that things aren't all going to be perfect and, and fall into place exactly as we might dream they would.
1: That's exactly right.
2: And we can't be afraid. Anne Lamott says the opposite of f- certainty is faith. Mm. You know, And I think that as people, we crave to know how things will work out, to know that, right. you know, that. and then I think that that's part of what makes us feel fearful about homeschooling is that, you know, uh. it's very, it, it's a little more certain that you put your kids in school And they'll sort of get an education. Right. You know, you have a more, a a little bit more certainty about the outcome. And and even though homeschooling is so well proven at this point, like you can't argue that homeschool kids are well educated, but from, from person to person, from family to family, there is a lot of variation. Right. And so I think that it's such a leap of faith and that's, that's the opposite of fear, right? To say, I'm going to homeschool. I'm going to take this into my hands. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and knowing how inadequate we are.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, and you have to also say to yourself, I think other school scenarios too is a leap of faith in a lot of ways too. I think we feel less responsible because we're not the ones directly, you know, in tr- in control or responsible for the child's education. we've left that to the school or the teachers. But in a lot of sense, in a lot of ways, that's a leap of faith as well, you know? Um, and so I think that it's, it's, The faith, holding on to, to, uh, you know, uh, that, like you said, the opposite of fear is faith. You know, like we have to hold on to something. You know, you still have to, um, we still have work to do as moms in, when you think of holistically bringing up your children, um, you know, whether you're sending your kids to school or not. I, I always say that I feel like homeschooling is really just an extension of my parenting and motherhood. Um, and, and I know for some people, they have such a dichotomy between the two and that's hard for them to understand. But um, I think that I, I, I approach homeschool the same way I do parenting. And if you have children, you know parenting. I'm just like, well, you can homeschool too. You, you certainly can
0: We'll be back with Leslie and Jen in just a moment. But right now, if I could bestow any gift to you as a homeschooling mama, it would be a membership to the Wild and Free content bundles. Putting these bundles together each month is a labor of love and reminds me again and again how amazing this community is. Compiled by other Wild and Free mamas in this community, this collection provides the inspiration, insight, and encouragement we didn't even know we needed it's different for each of us sometimes it's found in the thoughtful articles handcraft tutorials or conference recordings other times it's the print magazine that speaks most to us because we can hold it in our hands and often it's the life-giving words and beautiful images that evoke such peace in our hearts and breathe new life into our spirits we are more than a resource for homeschoolers we are a community as we share this sample bundle with you, I want to remind you that you belong here. You don't have to share all the same philosophies or homeschool the same way as anyone else. We're in this together. To get your free bundle, visit BeWildAndFree.org. Now, back to Leslie and Jennifer Pepito.
2: Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that that's been a big part of my vision as a homeschool mom, which has helped me overcome the fear is that. This is this is my home. These are my kids. This is my opportunity to really put our footprint on the world. You know, instead of looking for this like standardized outcome or something, this is our chance to impart to our children the values that are dear to our hearts, to to show them books, to expose them to beautiful art, the things that really light us on fire. This is our opportunity to pass on to our children mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want to squander it. And, and also speaking back to that concept of, you know, taking a leap of faith to put our kids in school. That's so true because every mm-hmm. single teacher is so different. You know, we've had a couple different co-op experiences mm-hmm. and we've had um, co-op teachers who you could tell really loved children were so inspiring, really had patience with the idiosyncrasies of our kids. And then we've had others that made our children feel like they weren't even liked or that they, you know, they they've had experiences in a co-op setting or a, you know, a homeschool class setting where they felt like the teacher didn't enjoy them, didn't communicate well, wasn't interested in them, was playing favorites. You know what I mean? So when you're putting your kids in school, you're taking a whole leap of faith as well that it will be a positive classroom. That right. the teacher will love your child and and care for them and nurture them in the way that you'd want them to be nurtured, exactly. and that's not always possible. So, you right. know, homeschooling is such a beautiful and and um, valid option. I think that yes, for so many moms are still fighting that idea that homeschooling is something weird or fringy. Yeah, even though it's yeah. become so mainstream, and I think that that really does cause a lot of fear when you think I'm taking the less valid option by homeschooling my kids.
1: Right, and you know, as somebody in my my position, I come from the world of education. I was a school teacher um, and I had, and now here I am homeschooling my children. And so I really, I understand when people talk about, you know, the fears that are involved in pulling your kids out of school and jumping into a scenario that looks completely different, fringe, you know, um, not the normal the normal option, but even as a school teacher, you know like uh, uh, like you were saying about um, you know that being a leap of faith, I had to have these relationships of trust you know that were built up between the parents, the children and myself. And there was this understanding that we were all working together, you know, to um, produce a, a desired end. But that's just the way that that I approached it, and you know, the way we worked as a school. Um, but you know, that that relationship of, of um, was so important that trust, um, because of how we were agreeing to to pour into this children and. To the children and educate the children, and that exists in homeschooling as well. You know, maybe there's not as many players, but we have the the trust that's needed between the child and the parent to be able to do this beautifully and do this well, and to uh, be vulnerable with each other and um, to get to a desired end. It's 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 all it, a lot of it is a walk of faith. <laughs>
2: Right. That's true. It's interesting because one of the fears you talked about is the fear of not being able to manage it all. Yeah. And I think that even that is almost a walk of faith because at first you might not be able to manage it all. And and maybe your husband's gonna come home from work and the dishes are gonna be done, or maybe you're gonna have to do your job in the afternoon and and your husband's gonna have to come home and make dinner. Right. You know, whatever the scenario might be in your family, there may be a, a little curve there where some things have to fall by the wayside, but what are what are really some practical tips even mm-hmm. for helping moms overcome that fear through action?
1: Well, I think first of all, it's important to realize that none of us can do it all, and I think we think we can, <laughs> um, or we uh, start out, you know, approaching these any situation like we can. And I think it's really important to know we can't do it all, and so you know, it's a negotiation with our families what. I like I, I say what plates we're gonna keep spinning. Um, and you really I, it's okay to let certain things go even if you're only letting things go for a season you know like maybe you need a month of not cooking gourmet meals um maybe you need to just decide that this month i just need a little bit more time to focus on this over here and so we're going to do 30 minute quick and easy meals i'm going to look up some recipes or for me personally it was laundry um, i was sitting in a pile of laundry and there was just stacks and stacks of laundry everywhere. And I was always feeling so stressed about putting laundry away. And I had this epiphany and realized that it actually didn't care that it got put away. And, and I had to let go of that perfection around how my house looked, you know, with piles of clothes everywhere just because I realized that I, Wanted to spend my time doing other things. I had other things to do with the kids. And then I was able to negotiate, you know, help with my family and, you know, who needed to help with what. And it's important to talk those things, th- things through. And I think, um, that's a really uh, good tip that I use myself. Don't, you know, a lot of times we hold these thoughts in our head and we don't verbalize them or verbalize the help that we need or, ver- or, or talk about how we are doing too much. Um, and I can be a bit of a perfectionist. So just that knowledge and that realization that it doesn't have to look perfect, and I can let something go for a little bit if I need to, for a lot of bit, a long a long season or a short season, but it's okay. It really is okay.
2: Yeah, that's so helpful, Leslie. And I, I know that the Wadden Free community is going to be so encouraged knowing that you don't have to keep all the plates spinning mm-hmm. that homeschooling really is as valid of a choice as any other educational system and maybe better for some families yeah and and we have what it takes you know really each of us as moms are created to be the one who loves our children best yeah and so i think that we can really lay aside that fear that we're not qualified or we're inadequate and realize that we're We're the right one for the job. We've got what it takes.
1: Exactly. We need to focus more on what we can give that no one else can rather than what disqualifies us.
2: Oh, that's so good. Thanks so much for joining me today. I know this conversation is going to encourage the community so much as they work towards overcoming fear and it's a process.
1: Yeah, definitely is a process. (laughs) But when you sign up for the task, jump in head first that's my encouragement to you to all of you and you go through the process live with intention know how you want things to be because you're walking with your children to get there and it's a beautiful walk it's messy but it's beautiful
2: it's true it's a beautiful journey Mm -hmm.
0: thank you leslie friends don't forget about the content bundle that's available to you right now on our website it's called our belong bundle and we're making it available to you absolutely free Become part of this cherished community that holds each other up on this journey of intentional motherhood. You are not alone. You are welcome here. This is where you belong to learn more and access your free bundle, visit BeWildandFree.org. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but join us again next time for the Wild and Free podcast.